0: Hey, hey guys, before we start the show, I wanted to remind you guys that there are plenty of ways you can still support your girl, Double Dose of Missy, host of Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast. That's right, the merch store is still open. You can get the copy of my first ebook of a series that is coming up. So stay tuned. My journal to self love is still available. Make sure you get your copy and read up so you can get a deeper look into my life and my journey to self love love also the merch store is still there with some of our favorite signature double dose of raw talk t-shirts hoodies you name it it is fall season upon us why don't you go get yourself a hoodie and start rocking your girl Ew. and one last thing this show is sponsored by cannabis queen of queens shout out to my girl sally that's right the best cannabis blends out there oh i am so out when i have my cannabis blends either my car my tea my drink and sometimes I infuse some of these meals y'all you don't want to miss this chance go to cannabis queen of queens Etsy page kind of queen of queens and use code ddrt20 for 20% off you don't want to miss this go support your girl and her people and as always enjoy the show welcome to double dose of raw talk podcast your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions a show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable and remember no topic is off limits now let's talk about it all right Welcome back, everyone, to another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast. I am your host Misty, and today we have a returning guest, Naomi from Bagels and Brussels. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back, Nay. Thank
1: All you. right, we're
0: gonna dive right in. Yes, let's. Um, the last time we were here,
1: mm-hmm.
0: well over a year and a half ago. Yes. Okay, we both started. Our journeys we both did our own launch right yeah yeah and here
1: we are a year and a half later i know how crazy is that so crazy so <laughs>
0: we're totally recording in person today and we're recording out of naomi's very humble office
1: yes my kitchen counter <laughs> this is one of my offices yes i have two i love it this one.
0: there's totally gonna be behind the scenes footage i think <laughs> i think i'm pretty sure we do we did capture it y'all, y'all don't even want to know the setup we'll probably take a picture of the setup Like when we're done. Yes. Yes. So that we could post it up and you could see, this is like real entrepreneurship. Super duper proud of you.
1: Thank you. I'm so proud of you. you
0: (laughs) You're like hustling, hustling. And if there's one thing I love to see is a women that hustle would be just like hustlers within our community. Um, people that I know people that are really pushing forward and making it through. Um, so this is just amazing. It's amazing to see you do this. Um, we're gonna kick this off yeah sure okay we have a lot to talk about today around like maybe not a lot but <laughs> let's face it uh, the topics are always a little juicy and you know what this is gonna get a little this is probably gonna be uncomfortable for some people to listen to and that's okay, okay, okay. um that's fine because you know what it's a reality it's something that's very true to mm-hmm. our community right as you guys know i am latina so is Naomi, yes, right? So there's a lot of truth that comes with our community itself. And what better time to talk about this besides the fact And listen, last week I released a solo episode talking about, quote unquote, Hispanic Heritage Month. And I purposely mm-hmm. did that, highlighting Hispanic Heritage Month because I have shifted into Latinx yeah. Heri- um, Heritage Month. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a whole purpose to why I executed that episode the way I did and told a little bit about a story about my last name. Um, something that I faced growing up, uh-huh. something that I ironically just faced recently. It was questioning like the roots of my last name and are you sure it's not French? And I was like, hmm, funny. Teachers used to tell me that all the time. Yeah. Um, so just so much background, you know, behind the Latino community, the heritage, right? The culture and way back when history and whatnot, right? But there's still more to talk about as far as the Latino community goes. So that's why we're here today. And, of course, we have Bagels and Brussels coming on this conversation. Awesome. (laughs) All right. So, on this show, we always begin with Raw Mess of the Week, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's usually something... I used to do, like, icebreakers, but now I decided to highlight Raw Mess of the Week. Anything that I happen to see... You know, whether it's social media, news, or just like real stuff that might be relevant to the topic of conversation or related to myself or my guest. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know how much you've seen about this. It's been on the shade room. It's been things like this, but it's so relatable to entrepreneurship right Mm -hmm. and people that we tend to trust in any type of industry let's say but mostly um leaders uh, let's say for the industry you're in or let's say leaders in the industry Amen. correct Mm -hmm. so there is this media mogul well they call her the media mogul um you know top notch in the media karen Seville. i don't know if you've heard of her no that's okay (laughs) that's fine that's okay no no need to you know it's okay um there are some people who have not heard of her or have at all any knowledge of her right i only came to know of her maybe like i started podcasting over a year and a half ago so i want to say maybe like three years i've heard of her right i've heard Mm -hmm. her name you know in the media the shade room you know the shade room like puts everybody out there i don't follow them (laughs) I do, I do. Let me just be honest. Why I follow them? Okay. There was a point I stopped following them because they pissed me off with some of the little gossip stuff that they post. Uh-huh. But then sometimes they let me in on some stuff, so I did start following okay. them again. So I, I am going to. It's like the world star, like. Yeah. So well, that's the thing. You're, you're doing so great. Like separating yourself from these things because sometimes it could be very irritating. Uh,
1: yeah. I try to protect my energy yes. at all costs. So anything that gives me not like good feelings or like growth and things like that i just try and create some boundaries with that because i'm a person that gets really sucked in yeah um and it's hard for me to like create that energetic boundary with seeing something and then not feeling it for the rest of the day Mm -hmm. so i have to put a hard stop to it in Mm -hmm. like In the beginning before it even gets to me, right? So that's one of the reasons why
0: right and so I've definitely gone back and forth with a lot of these like gossip sites and Mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff right because listen, let's face it, there's always someone who's posting these things behind, you know, the fingers and the and the computer and all that. Yeah. And of course, they're going to take a stand. They are. And so I don't always agree with it. Um, but ironically enough that you said that after I saw what I saw, I decided to silence it because it was upsetting me. Mm-hmm. So Karen Seville, she is someone who is known in um, industry, media industry. Um, you know, there have been from a PR marketing type of strategy uh, point, she has helped kind of like builds up so many brands. There's so much about her, right? Um, she has actually a podcast too that's under the JBP. Mm-hmm. Joe Budden Podcast. Well J Joe button Network. Not necessarily the podcast, but the network. Um and I have seen a little bit, of course, I'm gonna be watching stuff on podcasting. I've seen of a little course. bit of somebody saying that, oh, she kind of took their ideas or took, you know, their title. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting. I haven't seen really, you know, anything negative about her. Well recently in the industry of media, of singers, rappers. There have been a few people coming to the table of accusing her of taking money from them, um, where she's supposed to be building them up, building mm-hmm. up their career and things mm-hmm. like that. And so for one, I do think it's totally messy, everything that's come up about her. So I definitely wanted to bring it up as we're all mess of the week.
1: Okay. But
0: two, one of the things that really came to the light for me when I read up on that and I saw that was the concept of trust trusting leaders trusting those entrepreneurs that are already in a set industry mm-hmm. that we are trying to get into right or that we're trying to prosper in and how do you know like how do you know to turn to that person and say well this is a legitimate person with a legitimate brand company you know talent mm-hmm. um offerings that could really impact my life my purpose my brand you being someone who entered into entrepreneurship, me mm-hmm. being someone who sure, I still have my job, but this is a whole other job in itself, percent, right? So it's kind of like how, how do we look to certain leaders that are already in the industry and we find that way to trust them and not think, well, this is just a person I'm giving money to for a service. How real is this? How legitimate is this? What has been your experience with that?
1: In terms of hiring people to help me, like coaches and things like that?
0: So in terms of hiring people, coaches, but also you're a coach. And we're going to get into that. Uh So like, how do you build that
1: trust? But how do you also
0: trust people? All right, let's break this down into how I built that trust. Yeah, it's I mean, it's serious because to the point of this industry, she's someone who has been so elevated. Uh And there's so many people coming to the table saying she took my money. We're talking thousands and thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, she she didn't do what she said she was going to do. So many people talk her up, you know. And she's actually someone that I follow, someone that I've looked at, and someone that I'm like, you know, this woman makes her things, you know, happen. Like she she's someone legit. And then to hear all of this, we cannot not validate what other people are feeling or what their experiences no, are. Absolutely not. You
1: know, I I think that in when it comes to building that trust um i don't know for me it takes okay so there's two different things like if if someone is referred to me by someone i already trust um then it's like one step in okay. right but then it's taking that time to get to know that person for yourself i i have honestly i have no idea who she is and what her services were anything like that so in generally speaking um it's building a relationship i guess with that person mm-hmm. and seeing who they genuinely are because i feel like depending on who you are sometimes people are really good at having this persona out there but not really being really truly bleh. not being truly open and genuine about who they really are um, and me as an entrepreneur and as somebody who is a coach has dabbled in both of these areas, not not in the way of me being somebody else, but me showing my vulnerabilities, which is different, right? Because I can just show the happy moments and show the successful moments. But all of that comes with a lot of growth and uncomfortable moments, challenging moments, vulnerable moments. So if you're building a relationship of trust with an audience I feel like both sides need to be seen Mm. um, in that because I'm a real person too. Like, Although I have developed skills and knowledge um, and awareness in one specific area of my life, which is mostly food and then some parts of wellness because wellness is very big. um, It comes, I also have struggles and I also have growth points. So showing that to my audience and being open about it and being vulnerable which has been difficult for me because for all almost all of my life i just have been very reserved about those and private about those areas um i do realize how important it is to open up about that and just show the really human deep vulnerable side of things so in creating trust and in knowing between either myself or other people, I feel like it is really opening those lines of communication up and just seeing what they're doing, um, seeing the balance of their life, I guess, and really getting to know them on a more personal level, aside from just Taking it to social media like what they're posting Mm. sort of thing like you can you can definitely a place like Instagram is definitely a place where you can just open up a private conversation with somebody. Um, so where does that take you? What do they tell you? Where does that lead to?
0: Right, right. I think that's totally valid points. I think to one of those points, it's so funny you said that because one of the things that I I sat back and I started thinking about and it was bothering me to see everything that was coming to light, not because, oh my God, people are talking bad about her. No, but because the truth is in a lot of industry, corporate America, a lot of those type of industries, media, um you know actors actresses um singers like Mm -hmm. there's always been a scenario where it's not only about your talent but it's also about who you know yeah and so a lot of the commentary that i saw with this particular person it was you know i as someone who spoke up jesse Wu, she's a singer um she had said you know this is probably like going to affect me, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's probably going to come back to her. Like, oh, don't, don't work with her because of this instance. But she had made it a point that because of this person, Karen, um, that had already been out in the industry about her because Mm -hmm. of a situation she had with her. Cause there were several people who came up, um, speaking about their experiences with this one person. And so I started to think to myself, right. And I said, the topic of what do I look for in someone who is an inspiration, right? The topic mm-hmm. of who's a leader in an industry that not so much I want to be like her or not so much I want to be like him, but it's the story, right? How yeah. they push through, how they move forward. And I started to think in just the three years, and listen, she's been in this industry for a long time, but in just the three years, I've followed this person. I realized I've seen a lot of glitz and glam and I'm not sure if I've seen all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I've been able to see that full story, not to say that there is no full story, but I don't think I've seen it as opposed to other leaders in the industry, other people in the industry that they do show it. They have shown like this was my beginning. This is where I am today. It's, it's took me this far or even the thought that, Hmm, maybe somewhere along the line, if this is in fact true, maybe somewhere along the line, there was a turn for her. There was a turn for someone who, has been in this for so long and they felt like they wanted to do something different that was not necessarily so positive and was probably messed up for other people. You know, it was something against other people, but it just puts into perspective a few things. And for me, it is the whole trust factor. Mm -hmm. You know, how long do I need to follow someone who has offerings, who has something to, probably is going to be beneficial to me but also to give me in a sense even though Mm -hmm. i'm paying for it it's still being gifted to me it's still being given to me Mm -hmm. like who is it how do i pick one over the other what is it for me right and that's why i wanted to highlight it from raw mess of the week listen there's money out there there Mm -hmm. are people who are hustlers and they are creating their brands and their businesses right Mm -hmm. there is a lot of people like to call it competition. I don't think it's about competition. No. I think there's more than enough for everyone to feed off of, for everyone to eat from, right? Mm-hmm. But it is about who suits you best and the
1: how. Yeah, I think so. And it's like and I was having I was having a similar conversation with my friend who's also a health coach and she was worried because somebody else had a very similar offering to her. And it was somebody that she saw as a mentor. But I reminded her, I was like, listen, it can be the same exact package, Mm -hmm. but your energy is completely different from somebody else's energy. And- Even if you realize it or not, you're attracted to something about a particular person that draws you in, that you feel connected to, that you feel like you can open up with. And no one can take that away from you because Mm -hmm. the way that you execute whatever it is that you're providing, um, it's going to be different Mm -hmm. than whoever else does it. So I just think that that's what you need to look for too. Number one, Pun intended. You should have a cleaner gut because your gut talks to you. Total. (laughs) So, (laughs) point on gut health here. Okay. But your body speaks to you, and you know, is listening to that inner trust and what your what your gut is telling you, essentially. And a lot of times, is the vibe of the person. Mm -hmm. Like i I've seen people in the same industry, and their vibe just. It just doesn't connect with me. And it's not because they're good, bad, nothing. It's Mm -hmm. just pure energy sort of thing. And then there's other people and I'm like, wow, I can really connect with them. Mm -hmm. So it's really seeing it that way and the energy that each person has to provide. I
0: agree with you. I think that's also what helped me when I decided to pursue the podcasting who i chose as my coach mm-hmm. you know what was the vibe that i got off of this person i saw so much vulnerability i saw so much raw story behind her journey she wasn't selling glitz and glam shout out to idea to launch the carlo amaris <laughs> um you guys anybody who's listening you want to start that pod there's totally an affiliate code in my show notes but genuinely like she's just someone who I've grown to respect and admire genuinely because I saw so much of the transparency with her right um we know nobody's life is perfect we know even with glitz and glam none of it is perfect Mm -hmm. everybody deals with stuff everybody goes through stuff and everybody has a story but I do think there's a lot to put into perspective here for one when you do have so much money on the table to to be able to succeed for yourself for, to bring yourself up, you have to be able to know and 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 like you said, trust your gut, but also really do your research as to who it is that you're mm-hmm. trusting. My, people say, oh, it's just money. No, it's not just money. It's hard earned, hard working money. So I think in any industry that we're entering, when we see someone, right? I mm-hmm. talked about this a few episodes ago, the difference between admiration and idolizing. I talked yeah. about it with Big Homie Booth in a previous episode, maybe a few weeks ago, maybe several weeks ago you know, we, we get that confused when we see a leader, are we really admiring their work or are we idolizing them? And why are we making those decisions? Yeah. You know,
1: I agree with that. I think I, I kind of fall into that a little bit myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can, I can see the difference and having that clear, I think, especially starting off, um, we can get the two very confused. Yes. Um, and I think I, I have, I myself have, into that trap a little bit but I don't think it's a trap I just feel like because another thing that I'm really learning is like we want to blame things on everybody else it's like oh it's their fault but no we really need to look at ourselves and what we have to learn and why that happened to us Mm -hmm. um, and connect with that and another point is is yeah like this is a business obviously you would like to make a full living out of it but also what's the intention behind it Mm -hmm. and Are you really in love and dedicated to your audience and the people that you serve? Mm -hmm. I have had people tell me, oh, well, why don't you build a program? And people are making tons of money just like doing these challenges and doing these things, um, people in my industry. And I'm like, well, because that doesn't work. And they're like, yeah, it doesn't work, but you make a lot of money. And I'm like, well, Mm. yes, I would like to make money, but I'm not selling, I'm not in it for the quick, Money. Like, I know that doesn't work. And my goal is to get these women results, sustainable results, so that they can go on for the rest of their lives living in this way. Mm -hmm. Um, So, a quick challenge that's going to get me quick money in my bank account, like, it's not fulfilling to me because I know it's not going to (laughs) work.
0: No, but it goes to that point, right? It's you do have people out there who will create programs or something just for that quick money, you know yeah. what I mean? One of these people gave this person for the services $60,000, mm-hmm. you know, an so up and coming, you know, back then a rapper, right? And so it, it's kind of like, what what did she offer? What did you see to give that much money, right? Um, from someone who, again, in the media, right? Brands, market, like all of that. Is it because of her notoriety? Is it because you were idolizing? Were you seriously admiring her work? was it because of who her name was in the industry? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you have to think like, you know, and it's not to talk bad about her in particular. This is, this is just in general from a standpoint of different industries and mm-hmm. people like ourselves who are starting off businesses or it, having our own businesses and what we're creating, what we're building. It's kind of like saying, you know what, at the end of the day, there is greed out there there is and we do have to be very cautious when we're choosing to invest in our own companies and in our own craft and who we're choosing to partner with even if we're paying for the service it's still kind of like a partnership because i want to be able to say this is who i got this from this is who guided me this was a coach Mm -hmm. this was my mentor this was the person who got me there and i want to be able to say that for the rest of my life exactly right yeah so i definitely wanted to highlight this as raw mess of the week also because it was just messy as shit um (laughs) i'll tell you this much um because you did say and we could definitely dive into the first rom segment of the show after this but i was on clubhouse for a very long time and after a while clubhouse just seemed to me like it just became so much mess and gossip and it was losing its purpose for me Mm -hmm. so i wasn't going as much on it and i saw that they did a whole clubhouse room to talk about this And I absolutely did not go into it. And I said, although I'm sure the mess is pretty raw on it. Mm -hmm. Y'all know on this show, we love raw messes. But I was like, no, that's just going to take me into a headspace that I'm just not going to feel comfortable in. I'm sure the shade room is going to repost it. I'm sure everywhere else they're going to repost it, right? Because who doesn't like gossip? Everybody loves gossip. A lot of people love gossip. But To your point about just energy and just headspace and just what's healthy to hear. Mm -hmm. I knew that if I would have tuned into that clubhouse conversation, um, it would have been like, I don't know the other people, but it is hurtful to hear that somebody would have taken advantage of someone else for continued come up and just for greed, just in general, whether they're really famous or not. You know what I mean? And that's something that's actually a bit disturbing for me. Just in general, um, so that's why I wanted to bring it as raw mess of the week. Mm-hmm. But again, it was totally messy, so y'all could definitely do your research and you know get entertained if that's what entertains you. All right, so we're gonna jump into the first segment of the show as far well as it gets, and we're gonna dive into you know since we were talking about no pun intended the gut feelings <laughs> <laughs> and how that's relevant to what we're gonna talk about today. This segment is gonna get titled "Not Your Average Foodie," so. The last time you were here, you shared a little insight look for us on a blog, right? It's like your blog. It was like your IG blog.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, like yeah a yeah. whole
0: group, a whole community. Uh huh. Um, do we mention it here?
1: You can. Yeah. It's still mine. It's still it's yours. Just kind of sign for now. it's it's
0: it's it's meditating. It's, it's, it's meditating. <laughs> it's meditating. <laughs> I like that. Word. It's meditating. Um, off duty mommy. Yes, right? Off duty mommy. And there's been a birth ever since then, a a, a full on launch of. company called bagels and brussels yes all right
1: so give us a little insight on that one so actually uh off-duty mommy and bagels and brussels came about around the same time Mm -hmm. but i just didn't know what to do with bagels and brussels so it remained silent until it got rebirthed it was meditating (laughs) it was meditating it was (laughs) was incubating um yeah so bagels and brussels is my company and it's a boutique wellness consultancy um, where I do one-on-one coaching for women who would like to lose weight without dieting, get their energy, confidence, and sass back. And I do one-on-ones right now, and I'll soon be launching a group program. Amazing. So that, that's exciting.
0: Amazing. And you guys already know, if you're interested in this, you already know, you, you like the one-on-ones. You like the the building the relationship with the client.
1: 100%. I love the one-on-ones. Um, and then because they're one-on-one there's so much so many slots i have and feedback that i've gotten from so many of the women i have coached is that need for community Mm -hmm. um so i would love to launch it in a group program but it's a boutique wellness because it's still going to be small because i want to still provide that same level of service to every single one of my clients um and give them the same amount of attention even if we're meeting as a group. Mm. So there are a lot of components that I've built into this program where it's still going to be very personalized with the built-in community. Because community, I have realized how important it is for your growth, for your development. It's something that I didn't really take note of until recently, almost, until I had to go through my own growth and development And all these women have been there to support me and all these groups. So, yeah, I want to keep providing that and building that for my own space.
0: Um, I think that's amazing because and you know what that still goes true to what your purpose is and what your goals are with mm-hmm. your business with what you're able to do for your clients. And then you're also even being transparent and vulnerable, how it's serviced you in return. Absolutely. It's it's yeah. that offerings piece we're talking about, right? Like mm-hmm. it's an investment for themselves. But do they even realize how that's been an investment for you?
1: Right. I love listen. I love everybody I've worked with. I have learned from every single person Um, That has been put in my path and I'm grateful for that. And also in my group programs, like I have made so many meaningful connections, Um, but I do enjoy that one-on-one time too. So that is also built into it. It's one-on-one time with me and then the group too the group oh mm-hmm. so
0: the whole group gets to be together
1: yes the whole group gets to be together but then there's also a few one-on-ones with me because i personally know there are some things that <laughs> if you're hearing that that's my son um pouring cashews into a container sorry about but that that's
0: because our bagels <laughs> and brussels we are very healthy we are very healthy And listen, this is exactly what entrepreneurship looks like when we're doing it from our homes, okay? Yes.
1: So in the past, I would have totally freaked out about this. But I'm just telling y'all how it is because, you know, the kids drop in. I'm happy he's serving himself because then, you know
0: and he's serving himself cashews yeah. let me just notate that because it's relevant to what our next segment is going to be about
1: this is exactly
0: why we're here i love this i swear if there's anything that i like to shot to show here on double dose of raw talk is the rawness mm-hmm. that's exactly what i i love my audiences to hear to see from myself and the guests that i bring on the show this is exactly <laughs> what the purpose is here um so we were talking about just the one-on-ones, but also the community yes. you're creating um, for for each of them, actually, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, I want to dig a little deeper in this, right? Sure. Um, You know, with your growth, uh-huh. the 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 <laughs> adapting to it, adapting to this entrepreneurship journey. Mm-hmm. Um, how has that piece been for you? Because I know for me, I am very transparently, it's been a little difficult to balance it out, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be super duper honest. Um, and and because I do believe I can say this here, um, from experience having that nine to five, well, it's never nine to five, it's definitely more than that. Yeah. But having the nine to five and still pushing forward with this, we can sit here for days and discuss, oh, what's harder, what's more work? Entrepreneurship is hard. Yeah, yeah. it's You don't have that oh, well, if this doesn't work out, I still have this. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, there's just so much there. How has that process of the growth adapting to this new environment been for you?
1: It's been tough. Um, First, let's just start from the beginning. The belief that you can be an entrepreneur. (laughs) She she came to keep it raw today. Uh, That's number one, because... People just see sometimes the glamour of it, but it's like, do you know the amount of energy it takes to believe in yourself that you can do this? And this is why having coaches and friends who are supportive and there um, becomes essential because when you're down at the dumps and you're like, oh my God, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. I'm not enough. Blah, blah, blah. Um you need somebody there to kind of remind you who the hell you are okay. until you get it together um, again, because I'm going through it again. If you guys have been on my IG, you'll see. Um, <laughs> Y'all better go follow her. <laughs>
0: There's going to be a link in the show notes.
1: <laughs> um, so, yeah, it has been a lot. Like that's step one. And then step two, I became an entrepreneur during the beginning of the pandemic. Um, so that was challenging too, because not only was I in school trying to do, launch a business, trying to believe in myself, but also both of my kids were being homeschooled here and my hubby was also working from home. So it was trying to manage a household, trying to manage the kids in school. And trying to get in everything for myself all at once. And hello, not knowing what the hell I was doing either.
0: <laughs> right, right. Like,
1: I knew the coaching and I knew the information and stuff. Um, but putting it into practice is just something totally different. So it was that transition and trying to, I don't know, trying to put together a website, trying to figure out what kind of content to post or what to post at all. Trying to figure out how to be vulnerable because, at first, to be honest, I didn't want my face to show up at all. Mm. And then I realized the importance of personal brand and having a brand brand. Right? First of
0: all, her skin is flawless and I'm mad, you ah. had some hesitation
1: <laughs> on your face being shown. Like, well, I don't understand. It wasn't even about my face, it was just I've always been so private mm. about everything, and I just felt so uncomfortable here we go getting even deeper being myself that Mm -hmm. has been a whole journey on its own just to be comfortable with who i am and showing who i am Mm -hmm. and then i quickly realized that i can show me and my perspective with what my focus is which is food and nutrition it doesn't have to be my entire life and i'm open to keep that privately or share pieces of it Mm -hmm. if i want to Mm -hmm. um so it's uh, sometimes i'm like what do i do Mm -hmm. like it's the books and it's putting together a presentation and it's pitching and having these communications with these people, um, trying to find new clients. It's a lot. And I'm like, oh my God, where do I start? Where do I stop? How do I begin? How do I end? Like, how do I shift? So it's been so much of learning about myself, learning about what I want to do. Um, and then, yeah, like kind of picking yourself back up when, when you're down again. I think when you're having like those crucial moments, like, oh, shit, what did I do? Like, is this the right decision? Is this the bad decision? Yeah. Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, of course. I and again, it goes back to the whole point. You know, I, I will never take away the work I put into things, but I'm very realistic and and honest mm-hmm. to when I know it it can always be a far more difficult or or harder in general for someone else. Um, I think that's important to be able to still learn how to value what you have. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, to the point of glitz and glam, not everything is glitz and glam and it doesn't happen from one day to the next. Right. It Mm -hmm. takes a lot of, work like the hustle is real Mm -hmm. i think that was actually one of my minisodes i believe or it was an episode with someone but the hustle is truly real this is not easy it's not meant to be easy at all um but i do believe that you have to have a passion for it
1: absolutely
0: um you're talking about new things right Mm -hmm. new lifestyle this nutrition lifestyle Mm -hmm. so for one i think you've always had like a general overview of because you love food i love food like you love like she loves food guys like i know her right so like she loves food i think you've always had good knowledge overall i i do think so how has that been with introducing this to your family and to your children yeah so (laughs) (laughs) because so let me say why right Mm -hmm. it's like you you're an entrepreneur Uh this is your brand right but you wouldn't want to be those type of brands that says oh, I just use it just for an ad, or I just do this just for the ad. Like, Uh this is, like, really your lifestyle. Yeah, it is. So how has that shift been for your kids?
1: Well, I think I'm pretty lucky because my kids were very young um, when all this started for me. Like, the next level of it, because I've always been a foodie and like certain things, but there's definitely shifts I've made within my household. Mm -hmm. Um, And when all that was happening, my kids were super young. And I definitely have seen the struggle with but also successes with some of my clients who who have older children they were like 10, 11 like they were just older and like you couldn't fool them as easily mm-hmm. to start with um, how much more difficult it was for them but even their children started to adopt as moms started to adopt mm-hmm. and and grow in this journey so i think um, First of all, I have a picky ass eater, so that's another story. We try and get things into him when I can. But again, I don't try and push it and like starve him of anything because he's not eating what I want to eat. It's all about being flexible and introducing new things gently to them or incorporating it into food that they love. I feel like the hardest challenge was definitely the hubs because he was not a vegetable person. Um, and there was just very and and obviously he's an adult so he's aware it's not like I can trick him like my kids but it's been a long journey and I have to say I'm also very proud of him because things have definitely he went from eating like zero vegetables aside from salad to eating pretty much every single vegetable I make now but I never forced okay maybe I was like oh, I think you should try this you know <laughs> that's why I would just say I think you should put one or two on your plate and he did for a very long time until he actually had a full serving of it. Um, but a lot of the a lot of the times is also perception of what we think mm-hmm. that food is gonna taste like. And a really good example. And trust me, it has not just been him. It's been my friends who come over here, and they're like, I don't eat potatoes. I don't eat this. I don't eat green beans. And then I'm like, okay, well, you know, I made some. It's different and it has different flavors. So if you want to, you, like, you're like, you welcome to try some. Yeah. And they do. And then I see them on like their third serving. So I'm like, uh, I thought you didn't eat that. And they're like, well, this one is actually good. Mm. And this is what I'm talking about perception. So the first time I made like a batch of roasted green beans, um, My hubby was like, oh, no, I don't like green beans. And I'm like, well, why don't you like green beans? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's like, well, because I've tried them before and I didn't really like them. And I'm like, well, where did you try them? And he's like, well, you know, they used to give me that in school. And I'm like, "Okay, this is where a lot of things go south. Yes. Yeah. And. I'm not going to put
0: out there what school he went to, but as a New York City public school child, (laughs) okay? I have to agree. It was not pleasant. Me
1: too, because I also went to public school. Oh my God. Okay, so
0: thank you. So I'm not alone in this. No,
1: no, no. There's a few things. Like one, public school. And two, I know in our beautiful culture, there's beautiful food, but a lot of times there is no care and attention put on vegetables per se, like as a side dish, right? Because there's a lot of vegetables that goes into the food. Like if you're making a moro, if you're making chicken, if you're making uh, so many of our dishes, there are vegetables in there, but they're not quite visible because they've been cooked into the food. Mm -hmm. But if you're making a vegetable as a side that was not really seen as often, or that were cooked in a way where it wasn't really appealing, like they were mushy or they were brown already, like the flavor wasn't there. So it was very difficult, I feel like, to convince a child or people to actually eat it. Mm-hmm. So when I made it, it yeah. was like, let me let me throw a little something in there let me with the air
0: fryer it's been a true successful like it's been so successful for me to make the brussels sprouts and to actually enjoy eating it because Mm -hmm. i was always very hesitant with brussels sprouts always i don't blame you yeah (laughs) no yeah no i was (laughs) shout out to bagels and brussels shout out (laughs) um so like that's the point that i wanted to bring to the table too with um one of the things you said was in our community in our menus in our recipes a lot of vegetables we didn't see right we didn't see them yeah yeah and if it was funny because i remember seeing you know um garlic onion mm-hmm. cilantro um all this stuff and of course it would make the sofrito with it right yeah and oh my god it smells delicious mm-hmm. oh my god like you, you you know you tap it a little bit you taste it oh my god yeah. it, was, it tastes so good right but we really didn't see a lot of the vegetables we really didn't see a lot of the well, we use in seasoning for sofrito to actually be added directly to a salad. Right, we right. didn't see those things. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to explore out of that, right, and to mm-hmm. be able to introduce that to your family, I have a, a situation now where we're expanding our horizons with vegetables because I have a child who wants to be an athlete. Mm-hmm. So now your food has to change. You know, yeah, you're, yeah. you're exercising a lot more, you're losing a lot more weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, you know, like I said, this is a friend of mine, right? two weeks ago we saw each other um he's already lost more weight mm-hmm. so it's kind of like but you need strength so this is why you have to you eat, need to rebuild that right. energy exactly so this is why you have to eat these these foods i know we're not used to it right um you know one of the things this was total you guys are gonna think this is crazy right but as a very latino home and you guys have been over to my home you guys have seen what our barbecues look like there was some burgers there was some hot dogs there was bread but Mm -hmm. there was one thing we did different this time we actually had vegetables yeah we had that as also a primary side dish Mm -hmm. there was no rice because i said why am i going to have rice if we're already going to have a macaroni salad we're going to have bread with the burgers and the hot dogs Mm -hmm. that's more to me that's more carbs and let me throw in some greens Mm -hmm. and that was something so out of the ordinary for my family for us to even do out of barbecue Mm -hmm. right At the end of the night, everybody was like, that was so good. It was so different. different. We did something so different. It was a good touch with the barbecue meat that we had. And it was like, yeah, it was. It was different. It was different the way we did it. It was different the way we cooked it, the way we seasoned it. What did we use? Y'all, it was so simple. It was a little bit of pepper, olive oil, just a little pinch of salt, and that was it. Like, that was it. And everybody enjoyed it. But to a sense, it's like, when you're not used to that, people get nervous. They're like, that's all we're we're having? That's all. Where's the rice? What do you mean, where's the rice? Like I know we can have rice it's not that we can't I also know there's portion control I also know there's different ways to make your rice too Mm -hmm. but it's not the end of the world if we don't have rice and like to me like one of the things I remember growing up and I don't know if you experienced this they would make lasagna with rice (laughs) I don't know if you experienced that but we experienced that too um I wanted to discuss um that too with the whole lifestyle change with introduction to the kids right um introduction to you know your partner who's an adult right having to make those shifts and those changes even the way you you spoke about it right like but what was it what why don't you like it let's revisit this maybe you're making it different just it's that trust again right Mm -hmm. in a sense it's kind of like you became his nutrition
1: coach kind of yeah (laughs) you have to dig deeper because there's usually some sort of emotional connection with food right um, that you don't even realize yeah. or an experience that you had right. that you don't trust the food going back to the trust like you don't trust the food you don't yep. trust the flavor all these things um, anymore so it's rebuilding that relationship mm-hmm. um, with it and then expanding as much as you want to expand a little bit of the time like I'm a person who's Obviously a foodie and we'll try everything and anything. But then I know that there are people who aren't and mm-hmm. that they're they're a lot slower to adapt and to try new things and that's okay too.
0: How do you find the balance? Because I know you still treat yourself sometimes. Oh yeah, all the time. How do you how do you find that balance? Is it something that you keep track of because you you create a lifestyle without the necessary dieting, right? Because when we think of diet it's like so negative. We have restrictions. Yeah, restrictions, like I'm limited, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know for me, like if I know I'm doing really well and I say, well, like there's the portion of vegetables, there's the portion of fruits for me more than enough water. I know I need Mm -hmm. the water intake. Right. But I also know how I'm going to feel even if I have that little cheat day, even if I'm going to have that ice cream, you Mm -hmm. know, even if I'm going to do certain things like that, I know that there's a certain way I'm going to feel if I don't use the better option. So mm-hmm. what would be the better option? Maybe it could just be a frozen yogurt. It doesn't have to be the full blown ice cream. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like how do you find the balance one as a coach, but two, as just a person, Mm-hmm.
1: Number one, I don't believe in days just to get that out there. Oh okay. <laughs> I don't like that language because it's so negative. Like you just treat yourself, you live your life, and that's it. Like you keep it moving. But I
0: like that. Question. No, but I
1: like that. I like that. Yeah, no, it's like I don't like using that language, like, oh, I'm being bad. Like, why are you being bad? It, it's a day. It's all such negative language to put yourself down for no reason. So there's definitely a I way to you know, use other language to describe your food or what you're feeling, um, and it's definitely okay to have these treats or or these just foods that you just want to have every once in a while. It's okay.
0: I never even thought. For the record, I am never going to call it a cheat day because I never thought I never thought of it on that perspective. Yeah,
1: and then you throw yourself into a spiral, which actually happened to one of my clients. She's like, I had pizza today. Well, then I'm going to have ice cream when I get home and I'm going to have this cookie and pie and blah, 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 Because you're already identifying this full day of where you get to be bad or cheat, which is so negative. Like If you use those words in any other context, you're doing something bad. Oh, my
0: God. I don't like cheaters or liars. And I just realized I've been calling myself a cheater. Exactly.
1: you
0: <laughs> so yourself. so... I just had an aha moment. This oh, is okay. I did. You should see your face, guys. I'm having a, a moment right now. <laughs> like, I just realized that w- that is a negative talk. Yeah. It should not be a cheat day. I have to find a new word. I have to find a new meaning no, to my moments. It's, yeah. Like, I'm going to have those
1: moments. And can it just be, I really want this ice cream right now. Can it just be that simple?
0: Oh my god. I just had a whole moment, y'all. Naomi just read me, but that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. You can read me. No, you can read me because it's so true. It's so true. Like it does have that makes me a cheater if I'm having a cheat day and I don't I you know, I'm I don't I don't like certain things you know certain Mm -hmm. characteristics certain behaviors Mm -hmm. right um so if i don't like it why am i calling it that
1: yeah it's just all part of this culture of diet culture and restrictions if Mm -hmm. you're not restricting yourself ever then when is there ever that negative connotation towards what you're eating and there shouldn't be a negative connotation to food no i just feel like it should be how is it making you feel and if it's making you feel negative then maybe you should give some thought if you should have it or not choices yeah like what's your choice exactly what you were saying if i have this certain type of food i'm not gonna feel good so you could make a choice like either you know you're not going to feel good or you can choose to have something else that's very similar Mm -hmm. um and because you're doing it because you know it's going to make you feel better and not shitty and it's going to keep your energy up and you're not going to feel sick the next day and that's why you're doing it it's a lot easier than well i'm just gonna quote unquote punish myself Mm. because that's essentially what we're doing um, with this food because I've been bad or it's okay for me to be bad so therefore you punish yourself with certain foods that you already know is not going to sit well with you. This goes right into the
0: emotional eating topic which yeah. I have listed on this slide. <laughs> it goes with that, right? Because when I'm emotional when I'm having a bad day hmm what are the foods I turn to for emotional eating right mm-hmm. where as opposed to I shouldn't have to turn to that for an emotional eating moment or a bad day I could just be able to say today I'm in a mood for this and I just want a little bit Exactly. Like, that's it that's it. oh my god and you would think 35 years later into this life oh girl no <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is why I'm here because it's a lot it's a and lot I know, yeah
0: no it's a lot it's yeah. a lot I think I need a coaching. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm going to have to hire Naomi. No, seriously. No, no, because it puts so much into perspective. And so on this, on this show, Very Raw, I've had so much conversation around, you know, freedom of sexuality, right? Yeah. Freedom of, you know, just sex in general. And it's more than just physical, right? There's mm-hmm. so much to it. The same concept is hitting me right now with food. And the intake into our again, our bodies, right? Our Mm -hmm. bodies are temple. This is definitely what I've I've always preached you. And as someone who has had, I no longer say it a struggle. I'm learning this one too. Mm -hmm. Someone did tell me recently, it's not your weight, your weight loss struggle. You have to stick to the journey. Yeah, you have to stick. It's not a struggle, it's a journey, Mm -hmm. right? There's a story to it. Even with that though, it's still about my body. It's about it's telling a story, right? Mm -hmm. Like what what I'm going through. You know, where I've maybe have, you know, just set myself back or maybe I've lost myself a little bit or lost my trail of thought of how I'm supposed to do things or how I like doing things Mm -hmm. or what suits me best. When I could think about that, when it comes to our sexual freedom, it should also be. Hey, hey, guys, I wanted to remind you guys that if you have been thinking about starting your own podcast or you have a podcast and it just needs a little bit of help, we have the solution for you. Today's show is brought to you by idea to launch Academy, the only multicultural podcast academy that to date has helped launch over 500 podcasts. I mean, anyone can launch a podcast. You can Google how to start a podcast and publish it. And then, yeah, who's going to listen? Carla Ramirez, the CEO and founder of idea to launch has put together a course that will help you take your podcast from idea to launch in just 30 days with her proven five-phase formula that helped her reach over 100,000 downloads in less than a year. Also, when you are part of the course, you become a part of a community of podcasters. I'm one of them. Use the link in our show description to enroll in the Launcher Podcast in 30 Days 2.0. Let them know that Double Dose of Raw Talk sent you and get the Instagram 101 Crash Course for free. Enrollment is open.
1: (laughs) To our food freedom absolutely uh, it, it should <clears throat> actually this concept applies to every single part of our lives is that we're stronger in it in one point or another yeah because i have a life coach shout out to karina yes. <laughs> shout out to her. and she's awesome and god bless her she ties her coaching to me with food because she knows that that's how i understand things better right. um and it's the same thing. Like, I have struggles in other parts of my life where she's using literally the same concepts with me, but it's just difficult for me to understand something from outside of food so you understanding it very well in terms of sexuality is amazing and then now you can start to see the connection as to how it also applies to food yeah and then it also applies to finances and it also applies to relationship and communication and all these other branches of our lives career um that we just kind of isolate mm-hmm. but in reality they are all combined and This is why we go into holistic wellness, because if one of those parts of your life is just a complete mess or disaster or maybe not call it that, but just needs a little bit more attention, um, then it becomes a little bit more difficult. Or like you can apply those same things from other parts of your life. Right. But if you're not aware of it, then it's really hard to apply it
0: this makes perfect sense this just like opened up a whole new set of doors for me um, because maybe that's where I have been so negative and called it a struggle as opposed to a journey yeah you know to better understand my body because my body does talk to me so like I already mm-hmm. know what foods I probably should not have because I don't feel my best mm-hmm. I don't feel good after mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and 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 it's a legitimate thing whether it's oh my god I have a headache or whether it's I feel bloated or my stomach just hurts mm-hmm. just because and listen nothing's going on it's just my stomach just hurts you know right. it's telling you something Absolutely. um and it, and it goes again to be so self-aware it's more than in just one area and and it makes perfect sense just the negative talk um to be able to enjoy food yeah like, just, just in general just in general and i think in in a sense it's like are we really embracing it there's so many people that i know that are like, oh, i don't like vegetables but
1: i never thought of the why yeah I never thought of why don't you? They probably had a negative experience with it and they haven't recuperated from it yet. And also if you're calling your journey a struggle then it's that much more difficult. Yeah. Because if you're if like if you say, "Oh, I'm struggling with XYZ," you're already exhausted mm-hmm. because, because you're already called it yeah. a struggle. So it's so much more difficult. But if you're calling it a journey then you're able to be a lot more graceful with yourself and lenient with yourself and caring about it.
0: This is so spiritual right now, too, because I know like making the body feel good. It makes you feel good. Your mind feels good. Your mm-hmm. mental's good. Right. Um, and I did notice a change when I started um, when I started uh, just exploring back to my old eating habits. Uh-huh. I noticed a change and I was like, mm, I'm no longer feeling good. I don't like how I feel. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I've been you able feel, to go yeah. back to, right? Um, so this is amazing. One more thing before we go into the next segment, women's health. Yeah, um, is that something? Because uh, is your majority of your clients females?
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. um, you don't have to say it here if you're ever gonna expand, <laughs> but it's just out of curiosity. Um, how much of the research that you do when it comes to servicing your clients do you do on women's health? Because there's so much with women's health. Um, Me being in healthcare, I happen to know a lot of um, topics of conversation definitely falls under women's health for, you know, the heart. Yes. Um, how much of that are you invested in and just learning and just knowing about that? Because to the point of trusting a coach, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, You know, the offerings, yes, it's your experiences, your transparency, but for some people, they do want to know, well, how much information do you know? How much knowledge do you know? Do you
1: do research in that, like just for yourself even? Yeah, 100%. I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition um, and I do do isolated research on things um but in general like i'm not a doctor and right. i'm not Correct. you know a nurse or any anything like that i'm a, a food coach so what does happen is that a lot of clients come to me with advice from their doctor that tells mm. them like you know you're going in this direction like you're getting closer to diabetes or you're you know whatever their you know left side of their health journey is where the doctor pins it and it's like, you need to be more aware of this. The issue is that that that's what they leave with from the doctor's office and they don't have any support, Mm -hmm. right? So they don't know what to do. And they start going into these um, really restrictive diets that are probably causing them more harm than well. Mm -hmm. So if you're overall trying to improve your health, which the basics are, you know, your diet and movement – then all of a sudden, remember, your body's not isolated. So you don't treat your heart separate unless you're getting like heart surgery or your lungs or anything. Your body works together. All your organs work together, everything. So while you start cleaning up food, which is your main source of energy and movement, which is, you know, moving your entire body and making blood flow and detoxifying through sweat and all those things. Um, then you all of a sudden start improving the health of all of your organs. Unless you have some sort of predisposition genetically, which does happen um, for one organ or one system of your body to struggle a little bit more, then you do want to pay a little bit more attention to that. Mm -hmm. But there's been plenty of my clients who have come to me after they've had scares from their doctors. Like, one with diabetes because she had um what do you call when you have diabetes when you're pregnant uh, gestational gestational diabetes. I
0: had that actually with yeah Marcus.
1: yeah she had gestational diabetes and she was so scared because they warned her about developing um being at higher risk to develop diabetes I had other clients who you know um I forgot the specifics obviously of what what it was that they had um but they went back to the doctor after working with me and all their labs came back. In a more positive direction and their doctors were like i don't know what you're doing but keep doing that because it's working for mm-hmm. you and all their labs came back better so it's in combination with the healthcare system because obviously you can't call up your doctor and be like hello and sometimes they don't know as much about nutrition and how it works in the body they just know the lab work and the results from the biology of those exams and then it's up to you to figure it out but sometimes it's freaking hard to figure it out on your own. And you're lost. And yeah, and you're <laughs> lost, especially if that's not a real topic that interests you or that mm-hmm. is your passion like it is mine. It's the same thing with financial health. Like, I don't want to sit here and read all these books. <laughs> like, if you know, then great. I'm going to hire you because I don't want to figure it out. Right. Like, you already did that and you like that. So good. Right. Um. So that's the way it works Um. in working with some sort of health coach mm-hmm. to guide you um, in, and you don't need to have like a predisposition of anything or the doctor telling you anything it can just very simply be like I want to feel better like I know I can feel better I'm bloated all the time I get migraines all the time my joints hurt um, all those things can be improved through food and nutrition mm-hmm. um, and then when you go to your doctor it's like okay well you're improving and you don't really need much else than your yearly physical maybe mm-hmm. Um, instead of as we get older we're in our mid-30s I know so many people who are already getting flagged for all these chronic diseases that can very well be avoided right so that Absolutely. makes me very sad including heart health and diabetes and all that
0: yeah it's a re- it's honestly a, a, a rude awakening um, that there might be something from just our family history um, which I do have that right mm-hmm. um, at, you know. My journey, I there was a point that my top of weight loss was 56 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and this pandemic, I definitely gained some pounds back. That felt like an entire 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. After losing so much, it wasn't even that drastic. But it was drastic enough <laughs> you know, for me to yeah. not feel good, right? After I already know what it feels like to be uh, 56 pounds less, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't just that. It was how good it felt to go to the doctor and to get those yeah. labs of the annual checkup and know... Oh, you are good. You know, I'm still a plus size woman, but my labs are healthy. Right? They they are healthy. There was a point of when I was my heaviest. Um, I was placed on I was placed on um pre diabetic medicine. Okay. Metformin, I believe it is, mm-hmm. and they told me like you're very very overweight. This this was at my heaviest. I was not too far from almost 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was six months of that, six months of that. And had I not fixed that issue, mm-hmm. because it was an issue, it was a problem, right? Yeah. Um, I would have needed to take additional steps, right? Mm-hmm. And so I am someone who there was a point I used to feel like, oh, weight loss or surgery is just a way out. It's it's not. There's so much of a no. journey just with that alone. Yeah. Um, And at the same token, because I learned of what that journey looks like, I actually feared it and I already feared having surgery in general. So I didn't want to look at that as, Oh my God, I would have to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I was afraid of what those next steps were. So that's when I had to start changing my life. Right. That's when I had to fix my situation. Mm -hmm. Um, and I say fix it because, um, something is wrong right? There's something wrong. And what the bigger picture was of something being wrong to women's health was I have diabetes in my family. I Mm -hmm. have heart condition. I've lost grandparents to both conditions. Mm -hmm. Um, I had God rest her soul. I never got to meet her. I had a grandmother who never made it to 50 Mm. because of her health condition. You know what I mean? So there are things here that I'm just 35 years old and I don't want to be on that route. So this is why I'm still on a continued journey. Um, and this is why I'm starting to realize It's more than just needing my personal trainer and going to, because I know I work out better with a trainer. Like I've identified that. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's more than just that. Like there is more guidance that I'm realizing I need, even with this continued journey to make sure that I can still have fun with what I'm eating and I don't have to restrict myself or hate it or Mm -hmm. not like it. And I can still be self-aware so much about my body and still love everything of it. You know what I mean? Um, so that's why I wanted to bring that to light as far as it goes with your business and mm-hmm. what your purposes and what your offerings are, um, and how you're servicing your clients and also how you could service more people, yeah. um, that might be out there that do need a nutrition coach, right? <laughs> um, because we don't even think like it's so easy. And let me just say this. I'm glad you said, oh, you're not a nurse, you're not a doctor. There is a difference between nutrition as a nutrition coach. Is there? Um, yes. There okay. are actually, yeah. Okay.
1: There's there's actually a few different like there's a registered dietitian mm-hmm. and they do have, I think, I believe some sort of medical mm-hmm. degree-ish type thing. Mm-hmm. And they work specifically with people who um need specific diets, mm-hmm. like diabetes, um, and other conditions. Like they usually work in the hospitals. Um, Or clinics things Mm -hmm. like that and you can get registered dietitians Mm -hmm. Um, there's also nutritionists who I think there's a difference in the degree I'm not like Mm -hmm. I'm not one of them so I don't know the specific specifics Mm -hmm. of it but there are different levels and then a nutrition coach I don't have a registered dietitian degree at all and I'm not in the medical field but I do know enough about food to help people along in their journey and how it works in the body and how to help you identify what's going on with yourself and how you're Mm -hmm. feeling and become self-aware to move forward along with this. Because it's not only about the food, it's also about the social aspects of it. Because you're not only in your house eating by yourself all the time. Like you have families to feed, so how do you balance that when you're on this journey and you have a family? You also have family gatherings. You also go um, to meet up with your friends. Um, So how do you handle those social, you know, environments while you're on this journey? Because although it's definitely not a diet, you start to do different things. And that makes other people uncomfortable. And they try to pressure you, right? Um, Or question you. And it's difficult to hold strong in what your journey is and what your goals are when you have all these people who love you, who might be judging you a little bit or who might be pressuring you a little bit or who don't understand. So that's something I also help and walk my clients through um, because I personally went through it and I can see how quickly it can just throw you off. Yeah, And not even the other people, yourself. Like You won't even know the amount of times where Monday through Friday, it's different from Saturday to Sunday. Mm. And I'm like, why? You're the same person the whole day of the week. Right. You're the same person. Let's see how we can make all of it work. Mm -hmm. You during work, you at home, you in the office, you in the weekend living it up. All of it together. Because this is your life. This is going to continue. You on vacation, like road trips, everything. Because you're not going to stop living because you need to be at home cooking. Right. Like, I'm not doing that. Right. You know? No, it makes perfect sense.
0: Oh my gosh, she read me just now because that used to be my cheat. My cheat concept was on the weekends. On the weekends. You yeah. know, that used to be my cheat concept for sure. Mm-hmm. We're still changing my vocabulary, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Um, I want to go into the double or nothing segment. Okay. This one I titled Speaking of Balance, What About Them Diets. So, you mm-hmm. know, being very transparent on the whole talk about diets, right? Um, I wanna tackle, not attack, tackle. We're mm-hmm. tackling it, right? Um, <sighs> Our Latino, our, our Latino meals, the recipes, you know, mm. um, these traditional delicious meals and recipes that we have. That you've actually revamped some of these recipes. Yeah. You've shared it on 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 platforms. If you yeah. want to share where they could find those, that would be great. Um, because I thought it was so dope that you had that opportunity to do that. But also, um, when it comes to just our Latino community itself and the stigmas around the diet. And I want to say stigmas because. We use it so frequent, mm-hmm. so frequent as, I know, just in dieta, mm-hmm. right? And I hear it still till this day. Yeah, people I do. ask
1: me all the time. Right. Oh, if, <laughs> if I'm on a dieta. Uh, a like... dieta,
0: that for those who don't know, dieta is diet. Okay, that's in Spanish.
1: Okay? Dieta. That's yeah. what it is. Um, What is your take on that? How do you feel about that? How do you approach that in conversation? I always tell people I'm not on a diet. And they're like, what? Because they're shocked that I've been able to maintain myself for this amount of time i'm going up on year five on like on this journey Mm -hmm. on this wellness path and to the point where it's just become me and who Mm -hmm. i am like that's just it at first it's like a journey uh you know a very specific thing and as time goes on it really embeds itself as just who you are and what you do Mm -hmm. um but most of the time i just tell them i'm not on a diet right and then they get curious and they ask like why and or like how am I not on a diet and I said because because I eat everything I want to eat <laughs> no and then they become very confused and they kind of stop asking questions or they keep digging deeper right. but yeah so
0: I like how you said you eat everything that you want to eat I want to highlight a few things right with the recipes mm-hmm. um I'm a fan of arroz con gandules right mm-hmm um we have the holidays coming right back around right yeah. we've sur- survived you hear me we've lived yes. this summer we've lived several holidays especially since the last time we did an episode uh-huh. on the show when you think of arros con ganndoles right for someone who loves it like if I make a pot like if we make a pot like I can eat that for days mm-hmm. um what is one quick change you would make in that a, a, a quick a quick difference in how you would make it versus how you
1: would normally make it or how our, our community normally makes it um. Well, there's a few things. Like one, one way I switch it up is by using brown rice. Some people don't like that, and that's okay. You can keep it white rice. Um. There's there's very like little differences between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. That's yeah. That's one. Two. I would also make sure that what you're putting in it is um, fresh ingredients, um, for the most part, or that the seasoning that you're using doesn't have. Um, food colorings in Mm -hmm. it there are brands out there bless their heart thank you thank you um that have done that for us they've recreated our seasoning with um, a lot more cleaner ingredients so that we I mean, can use them.
0: This show is not sponsored by it, but can you give at least like any recommendations that's worked for you personally? Yeah,
1: one of them is Loiza. I love them. I have been so tempted. Yeah, 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 they're great. Um, their sofrito is amazing. Thank you, Happy Healthy Latina. Yes, oh my
0: god, um, I've, I've been tempted. I yeah. have.
1: Okay, okay, yeah. it's really good. It, it adds in that last, you know, touch if you're lacking. If you don't have time to like chop everything up, make a sofrito from scratch, that's definitely something you want to have in your pantry. And it's something that we're used to using as a community, right? And um, I'm just happy that they have done it in a way where it's safer for our community to use.
0: Absolutely. And this is why we need a coach now. This is this is exactly why. And Trust
1: me, my hubby would send me by myself to the supermarket because he was done with me spending so much extra time digging through all the aisles, so yeah.
0: But this, but there's <laughs> are things exactly to why we're talking about this whole stigma around diets, right? Uh, because I do find it that with diets, is just don't eat this, don't eat this, don't eat this, don't eat this, instead of we're doing actual research, right? Yeah, you can eat everything. This is stuff that I honestly, very, very humbled, I'm going to admit this, I don't know how to do certain research. I just know how to focus, eating on certain things as yeah. opposed to others, but there is ways to do that research, right? To oh, know, like, how can I still enjoy this without necessarily not feeling bad afterwards? And by feeling bad, there's a spiritual feeling bad, right? And that mental feeling bad, mm-hmm. but and maybe even the emotional but it's that physical, yeah. like not feeling good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is why I wanted to highlight that stigma around the diet is that it doesn't have to be an actual diet. You can actually enjoy it all and there's ways to do yeah, it. Yeah, and
1: you do need it all for your health. Like right. you need all food groups. You right. need this variety of food. Um, if you have an allergic reaction or something doesn't sit well with you, that's totally different. But you cannot just cut out a complete food group if you don't have a medical reason to do so. Um, and think that you're gonna be okay or that's gonna be sustainable for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Because you do need all these things for yourselves and your growth and development. I mean, we're still growing development, and we're changing, um, but for your body to function properly, we all we need those things. Absolutely. I
0: love this. Right now I swear it's kind of like it's making me think so much. Maybe if I was to actually go Shopping for the purpose of learning.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I can do supermarket. I have done supermarket runs with my clients. Virtually. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I may actually have to hire Naomi. You no, know, this is serious now because I've never actually thought of it that much, but it does make sense. Like how often... So for example, I'll give you a perfect example. I had to go buy certain things today for my child to have snacks as an athlete, right? And so, you know, certain power drinks are recommended, right? Mm-hmm. But then I have to look at the portion. However, I cannot deny feeling a certain sense of guilt. And not standing there to see a little bit more of the ingredients and comparing it to others, Uh. right? Now we're talking the smoothies. So what's that going to look like? Well, guess what? I got you a bag of kale and a bag of spinach. I need you to sneak those into your fruit smoothies. Mm -hmm. Like, let's get a little bit more creative here because you do need certain intake because of how much training you're doing, how Mm -hmm. much work you're doing. And then in a sense, I can make those same foods for myself too. Yeah. Right? And so we can start eating different together, way more different together, right? Um, maybe that's why because I'm always on the go at work and then suddenly it feels like I just had lunch and I'm getting hungry again. Yeah. so what do I have now y'all the other day I was like I heard people say I'm hungry I have a granola bar I have pistachios like that's what I have in my cabinet now instead Mm -hmm. of Finding things that are not healthy anymore, that are not mm-hmm. so entirely healthy that if I do want to enjoy one day, I can, but yes. it doesn't have to be my immediate stack that I have there. There could be other healthy stacks I could have there that I can also venture out with and enjoy. To the point that my colleagues are like, oh, look at you, you have you have a granola bar. Like, yeah, I'm I do. All
1: about building your work pantry. Like, One of my clients is a principal and uh, as her back to school to-do list, we've identified what she has in her office that she can use and we've built up her pantry because i know how busy she is she has to do drop off and pick up of her daughter and she's a principal to a whole last school and she doesn't have time so we built up her pantry um and i went through about i don't know how many prepared meal services okay that she can have prepared meals there because she really does not have the time to do things from scratch so in between i want her to eat so i put together a list for her of what it has and the services so she can kind of curate and pick for the week what she wants because she gets tired of the same Food service all the time. So we identified a few so she can have a few meals from one place and a few meals from another place.
0: This is so amazing. So That's it's so not amazing. all
1: about this is what I mean that it's tailored to you and your situation. Because if I tell this mom, no, you need to meal prep on Sundays for three hours, she's gonna look at me like the fuck, I can't do that. And I right. know that. So right. this is why I need to like we really get in touch with what's going on in your life, what is stressing you out, because the point of this is not to add more stress to your life. Her as a principal, she's like, I'm not eating at all, and right. I'm like, no. Well, we're gonna get you super simple things that you don't even need to freaking microwave, mm-hmm. so that you can have something to eat.
0: Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. It does. I didn't even think of it. Like, I really need to revisit the way I shop. I really do. <laughs> this this was supposed to be. So, I mean, it's still a good episode for everyone, but this is still definitely a good episode <laughs> for me at this point. Um, there is so much to this. Like, it's it's incredible to me all right um one more thing when it comes to so yeah. we already tackled you know the how we make it right so certain ingredients we look for when we shop we should be mindful of that um and just to be very transparent this is definitely something you do through, you do through your coaching as well correct yeah absolutely. okay perfect and um also the how we make it too makes a huge difference Mm -hmm. so like your oven your air fryer yeah for the record the air fryer is like sent. like yeah god had a hand when he (laughs) created the air fryer because even that has impacted how i feel after i eat certain foods Mm -hmm. and i've noticed that um like even the way you make it i noticed like when i store it right yeah like you see what's left over it's not so greasy guys Mm -hmm. so like little things like that i've noticed the difference and i noticed the difference in how i feel um i want to ask a question um sure. because i don't think there's an actual expert expert who could ever tell us a, a certain response to this but at least with your experience with clients and even for yourself um do you think that uh, there is a direct correlation between nutritional lifestyle and how we are overall spiritually emotionally and mentally
1: yes okay um i think personally there is a correlation um there is science behind and and I I, I'm not going to go into specifics because I'll have to look back. There's so much information, but there is a correlation between the health of your gut Mm -hmm. and your brain. They actually called your gut, your second brain because it's where most of the, um, hormones live and reside. And it's really the temple to your whole body it's where most of the bacteria lives is where all the nutrients of are absorbed into your body um and you can there are people who eat very nutritiously mm-hmm. but they're malnourished because their gut is in poor health and it's not able to absorb the nutrients properly so there's a lot that goes into this
0: i'm like having the only aha moment <laughs> it's incredible
1: yeah so imagine like think about let's be real when you're constipated how freaking grouchy are you you feel slow you feel grouchy you feel annoyed um you don't move the same way Mm -hmm. and that's all stuck energy that you have in there and something that's going on with your gut because being constipated is really not normal at least being constipated all the time so what's going on in there that your body's like that or when you have diarrhea it's the same thing there's something going on right and you're not comfortable right um so there are many things that happen in the gut that we're just not aware of uh that I also learned through this journey um so it's something that you really do want to keep in good health and have and feed it appropriately and making sure that you're repairing it because it's also the source of pretty much a lot of the autoimmune diseases that come up because your gut is in distress and it's in despair. So things start coming out through there that are yeah. not supposed to be there. Like food particles are not supposed to be coming out of your gut. And then when it's in such despair, they do start to leak out. That's the whole leaky gut thing yeah. um, into your bloodstream or into your body. And then your body starts to attack these food particles that are not supposed to be there because they're supposed to be in your gut. And then it starts to manifest in autoimmune diseases where that whether that's eczema alopecia asthma is even an autoimmune disease like there are so many things um that your body tries to speak to you through what's going on like physically in your body migraines things like that right um and it also has a lot to do with your brain health and how you're feeling and your mood like you can drastically change your mood um, with the foods that you eat Mm. um and it and that might be different for many people right mm-hmm. um or there might be certain foods that give you brain fog depending on on the conditions cuz some people do have certain conditions and it may affect them negatively mm-hmm. negatively and they might be able to handle them less but um yeah absolutely there's a correlation That's
0: insane I actually did not know about the gut and I mean I knew about the gut but I mean like the whole second brain
1: Yeah yeah and it's like you can go into dysbiosis, which means that your good bacteria and your bad bacteria are not in balance in there. Um, and it starts, it, it's just very important to take care of that part of your body because mm-hmm. it dictates a lot of what goes on Yeah. Um, everywhere else. This also
0: may, may be so reflective as to why throughout my entire weight loss journey there's so much struggle struggle i'm gonna call it struggle because mm-hmm. it's the only way i could define yeah, this sure to the gut area yeah that could dif- that could explain so much because you could work out right and you're sweating up a storm and you're doing your cardio and you're doing your legs and and all that good stuff upper body arms mm-hmm. what have you but there's that always that area and you hear that so much and a lot of the time you hear that with moms too right mm-hmm. i can't get rid of this gut mm-hmm. i can't get rid
1: of this gut but that explains a lot you're probably very inflamed down there yeah. and let me make something clear like you cannot out like you cannot um outrun a poor diet like mm-hmm. you cannot exercise enough to clean your diet because If you imagine like if you're eating poorly, yeah, you can work out, but it's not going to, that doesn't fix the food that goes inside of you, like the chemicals that you're putting inside of you and how hard your body has to work to clean that up. Yeah. That's completely different from exercising. So there really needs to be a balance. And this is why they say that nutrition is about 80% of it because it's your biological mechanisms on the inside. And how your body's processing that and how hard your organs have to work to repair all those things. Right. And usually, people get sick at a certain age because your body's just so exhausted of doing this over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. The stress that we put on it with what we eat, then it just gives out. And mm-hmm. that's why we need support with medication most of the time.
0: This is so so raw it's not even funny but so necessary <laughs> no it's necessary I, again because i don't think in all my years and i have seen doctors i've seen nutritionists i've seen dietitians mm-hmm. um i don't think i've ever had that much of an in-depth conversation except for these are uh, your labs this is what this means this is what that means so you you know you you got to take care of yourself mm-hmm. end of story that was definitely raw um, Naomi came to read me and a few others for dietary filth and that's okay <laughs> I'm here for it um, we're gonna go into the third segment which is the last segment this is the overdose and this is sometimes where we go on a raw rant well I usually do um, and my guests can also go on a raw rant a quick raw rant um, but it also could be something that you've been on a good vibe with um, mm-hmm. anything that you would like it's kind of it's Think of it as kind of like what you're sharing offerings or anything like that. If you just want to get something off your chest, mm-hmm. um, it could be absolutely anything, anything at all. Um, if you want, mm. you could go first or I could go first. I don't know. <laughs>
1: I always get stumped here. I know this happened last time too. It did.
0: Oh, oh, most people do. And that's okay. Well, I can actually go first. Go ahead. I'm going to go first about something. Um, it was something we just talked about today. Um, just off the mic. Um, but it's something that happened this morning, actually. Um, I think a lot of the time we take for granted probably the times we spent with our older generation. Uh-huh. Um, and just this morning, I got up very early and I did some errands with my father. And ever so often it never fails like he's a he's a moody man y'all have seen my dad they know my dad um but he's a moody moody man but when he's just by himself and i just hang out with him Uh um you know my dad's never been very affectionate my dad has never been the type to be like oh i love you or this and the third um barely says happy birthday barely says happy mother's day but like he'll build something for me and things Uh like that but i do feel like ever so often, and maybe I need to make this more of my, my, um, my commitment, you know, to have that alone time with each of my parents, right. You know, just really spending that family time also is good for wellness and also is is wholesome good, like just for your heart and your soul, your emotions, um, being able to have those memories. Um, Mm -hmm. I think back a lot about like Our older generation, you know, the memories we have with them, a lot of them are on VHS or DVDs, (laughs) right? right? You know, and and it's because you actually put that phone down and you're actually spending quality time. (laughs) But also it's spending that quality time without it necessarily having to make it to the gram. Um, I think that because, you know, as entrepreneurs too right Mm -hmm. whether we have our outside stuff or not you know we live so much with including the world into certain things of our lives um there is a lot of commitment that for you as well like you know there is a lot we do share on social media and there's a lot that we live through with social media but social Mm -hmm. media is not our entire life um and there's some memories that can be made that don't make it to the ground so i wanted to overdose on that
1: yeah i'm very selective in in terms of what it is that makes it on there Mm -hmm. and yeah I don't know. I feel like there are certain things that are just sacred. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. And and that should be OK with yeah. everybody. You yeah. know, there is just some things that are for you and your family and that it's private. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe if you want to share it later on down the line someday, mm-hmm. but the sacredness of that moment mm-hmm. um, stays private, even if you have pictures of it. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Even if you have um, videos and things of it. But that's just um, memories that you keep for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love watching them on, on Google Photos when it comes back up. No,
0: know. I had one today of six years ago, and I was like, <laughs> yes. my heart. I was yeah, like, oh, my yeah. God. There was one that came up 12 years ago, and I was like, I shared it on my Facebook, but I didn't share it on IG to anybody yet. And I was yeah. like, oh, you know, because on Facebook, I still have family. You know, it's mostly yeah. family, close, close friends. I'm like, they'll see it. But, like, I don't even want to put this picture on Mark because it's so little, you know, type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, But, yeah, and, and I say that to say, you know, I, I do think, you know, everyone has different family dynamics, but as long as you do have a good relationship with your family, make those memories and don't mm-hmm. focus too much on the show, show everyone what you're doing, yeah. but more so focus on the, what you're doing and with whom Yeah, type of thing. That's really my overdose because I had a really good morning today. That's awesome. I really did. Yeah. So do okay. you have an overdose? <laughs> I don't
1: know if I have an overdose. I
0: don't know. What Anything at see? all. Anything.
1: Like, literally anything.
0: Anywhere. Ah, this is so much pressure, Daisy. It's not pressure. It's what's in your heart. What are you present with? I say that on my mini sods. What are you present with? What I always say my mini sods are a deeper look into my soul and what I am present with. Present just meaning, like, what comes up on the top of your head for that day, for that moment, that second?
1: Um... <laughs>
0: And if you don't have an overdose, it's okay, too. If you're not present with anything, I like no, to think... No, there's a lot of things. Oh, okay, forget it. I was like, oh, I like God. to think that's just you being collective, and I wish I was like
1: that. Oh, no. Girl, <laughs> I've been going through so many things. No. The one thing I've been present with is trying to be mindful of relaxing. And I know I'm a health coach, and I advise everybody to relax, but it's different. <laughs>
0: And it's okay. <laughs> I like this overdose. Yes. Because you're still human too.
1: Yes. It's different because um the transition, I've been, okay, I've been having a difficult time with letting go of the old season of my life and into this new season of entrepreneurship. And I know we're at the end of this episode and this shit is deep, but anyway, I'll keep it light and short
0: and then you could go but, find her instagram page because she talked about it there too <laughs> uh, yes i did yes. talk
1: about it there and i'm gonna keep talking about it yes. um here and there but yeah it's it's been it's been a challenge to like identify that and move forward with that because my whole life has been so structured and like linear i've always been that person to follow the rules Right, So I went to school, and then I went to college, and then I found a job, and I was in corporate for 12 years, and then there was the pandemic, which I felt like didn't really count because we were all in this limbo situation where nobody really had a structure. like Everything was at home, and you just did whatever you could, but now with the boys going back to school and me having actual time to myself, because that's a whole nother thing, um, to think It like threw me in for a loop and I started to get anxiety over Mm. it. And I was like, oh my God. Um, And I was just realizing that the lack of structure and this whole, guys, I've been praying and hoping for this for a long time, like even when I was in corporate and it, and it's showing up for me and I'm so grateful for it, um, that it is. But when things show up for you that you ask for, sometimes you need to ask yourself if you're ready mm. and then you need to make that decision because it it slaps you in the face and then you're like, what is going on? Everything is changing, everything is shifting and then you reflect back and you're like, well, this is what I asked for and this is what I've been praying for and wanting for so long. And then you have to move either Either go back to what you were doing before or move forward with that and try and figure it out um, and come out of that and and move little by little. So that that is where I've been in the past few weeks, which has been a lot. But I'm finally, I feel coming out of it and making those decisions that this is what I want to do. This is my passion. This is what I've been asking for um, and moving slowly in that direction because my coach is like why do you love homework so much (laughs) why do you like to do things all the time (laughs) like and it's a problem for me so instead of moving a hundred miles an hour because if you know me like if i decide something boom the next day is like done i have everything planned out bought done but i've been being more patient and realistic Things so that I'm not stressing myself out and I'm giving myself a break. So it's been hard because I feel like I'm not getting anything done, but I am, and I need to be okay with that.
0: Y'all, patience is such a virtue. <laughs> I say this all the time, but I really live through that. I had a conversation with my kid yesterday. He said, "But ma, what is that you say? Patience is a virtue, right?" I'm like, "It is," and this is how I I help myself work through certain things because i've definitely had those challenges i just want you to know naomi talked about seasoning today and now she talked about her seasonal life and this is a wholesome (laughs) moment right now it's full circle with the seasoning here she just came and sprinkled it all the way raw here like and she cooked up a whole thing for us it's not even funny (laughs) like this was like your dessert this is your cherry on top I guess so honestly it is um I really love that you were so transparent with this I cannot um emphasize this enough not just because she's my friend and because I do admire what you do and I really think I should fucking hire her right now because (laughs) I just came out of this learning so much is disgusting it really is I'm not proud of this moment but I am proud of this moment but also I for the purpose of inspiration motivation to how we began this conversation about idolizing and admiration Mm -hmm. and and those people who we trust right Mm -hmm. because if there's one thing i will say i am book smart i learned so much in school right we both did Mm -hmm. there's so much we learned in our corporate world right and i'm still learning certain Mm -hmm. things but even in my career there's so much that not a single training nor a single book has taught me that i'm able to offer in my career and at my job right Mm -hmm. um and i say that to say there's so much that we can speak on and be experts on. And I've said this before, just from our experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what really, um, embodies being a leader. And that's what really embodies how finding the right coach for you and the mentor, because there is no literature that teaches you how to be a coach or a mentor. That's something that you just have to have. Um, this is a full circle moment to me. We're going to close this out for sure, guys, but you are a coach in what you're, an expert in from your experience, from your knowledge, how you've self-taught certain things for yourself, right? Because of a passion that you have and something that you love. Um, And what's crazy to me is I consider myself an expert in what I do here, but also in my career to the point that I have recently been approached um, to become an actual mentor at my organization for others. And I thank you. And I say that to say, you know, it's not easy to just choose someone just because of their title. Yeah. It's, it's because do they really have it you have to be honest about that is this person ready mm-hmm. and then I have to be able to say damn am I ready I've only been here this long like do I need to know more or do I feel like just in general all these years of what I know are
1: enough to be that mentor and, and that's that that's the belief I was talking about and in there the you beginning. go yes that's
0: the beginning part of it yeah, right you
1: question yourself yes
0: absolutely and mm-hmm. then it's the part of trusting It's still that full circle, that part of the trust, trusting yourself and trusting others. Mm -hmm. Like it's all an investment when you think about it. Even if you invest in others, it's still your investment on yourself too. Absolutely it absolutely is um i want to thank you for coming on the show today and talking this y'all yeah, i'm so going to go shopping with her but not today another day we're gonna do this um and i didn't know this fucking delivers this is disturbing yes, this is disturbing there's so much i didn't know i can't i just can't with myself um do you want to tell my listeners where they can find you
1: yes you can find me over at bagels and brussels on instagram my website is bagelsandbrussels.com Feel free to DM me, and you're welcome to book a free call with me on my website.
0: Hello. You heard that right. It's a free call. This could just be the beginning. <laughs> we might be able to
1: join a group together. No, seriously. Yeah. Like, I'm not even joking. This I'm is happy serious. i to have y'all. No,
0: honestly. All right. Well, this was a fun conversation. I had some rosé. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Daisy. Yes. She's like, I need, I need something pink to drink. I'm like, wait, let me go in my fridge, because you all know I have, like... <laughs> Go look at go look at my, my summer drinks. Yes. Um IG Live. It's posted on. Yes,
0: there. absolutely. Y'all, as always, this has been another week and another episode. And you know what? Well, we have a twist and one other one of my friends. So y'all real lucky here on this podcast called Double Dose of Rock Talk with your favorite host, Misty. And I will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we are live on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you later. Bye.